interviewing top sports personalities from around the nation in order to provide you next-level insight and analysis into your Cleveland Browns. Blue Wire Hustle proudly presents All Eyes on Cleveland. And now, here is your host, Brad Ward. What is happening, Browns fans? This is another edition of All Eyes on Cleveland. This is the Can the Browns Beat the Raiders and the NFL Health Protocols edition of the show. Featuring special guest Jeff Risden. Uh, Jeff is a friend of show, friend of mine, great man. Uh, joining us, it's been a while, Jeff. Jeff is the managing editor of USA Today Sports Media Group's The Lions Wire, a contributor at the Browns Wire and Real GM. How are we doing tonight, Jeff? Uh, I'm I'm trying to figure out who's going to play and how they're going to play and what might happen. It, it's like the, the information changes by the, the hour, it seems, and uh, it's, it's been... Uh, it's been a headache slash nightmare slash cluster bleep that uh, that uh, it's. I wish it would go yeah. away, and it's not going away. Yeah, you're telling me it's. Uh, we'll get into some of what happened today, which seems a little fishy in my eyes, but we'll we'll kind of break that down. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the, there's really not, you know, this show. You know, as, as we said, all kind of off air. I don't really know where to go with this at this point because, I mean, what do you break down at this point, right? Because we don't right. even. I mean, I mean, really, when does it end and where does it, you know? We don't even know. Uh, there's yeah, a couple like, things. Like, we were ready to we were ready to talk about like how Case Keenan can possibly handle the offense sure. and may, maybe do different things that Baker can do. And now we're with Nick Mullins, and God, yeah. God forbid if Nick Mullins gets hurt, I, I truly don't know who their backup is at that point. Um, I, it just yeah. the world keeps spinning that way so much. Like I, I can tell you, I've watched Nick Mullins play. I actually, saw him play in college once when he was at Southern Miss. But yeah, uh, outside of watching him stink it up on Monday Night Football a couple seasons ago for for San Francisco, I don't have a good feel for him. I yeah, like and, and that's he's not the only guy in this team that's like that. Like we are. If if you're looking for X's and O's breakdowns, good luck because we don't know who's playing yet. And like like it's twenty four, it's what forty eight hours before game time, less than that. Yeah. Yeah. We still we, th- there's going to be more players that are going to be put out. Uh, I I think we have to expect that. So I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. So here, yeah. So that's kind of the question. And let's let's look at this here. We'll look at a couple things here, Jeff, yeah. and kind of break, talk about them. So uh, first thing I want to bring up. Oh, Hey now, come on, Mikey. All right, is is this is this was the original thumbnail for the show tonight, Jeff? Right, this was the original. Okay. Well, <laughs> we had to change that one today. No more case. Cross him off, right? So let's oh, get let's get out the uh, let's get oh, out boy. the marker here, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, and yeah. I don't even uh, know what number Mullins is. He's nine, number nine. Okay, we're we're, we're heading that direction. I, I would just want to do this real quick because I think it'll be funny. All right, so oh, he's gone, right? Big X, <laughs> right? So then we scroll down and insert Mullins, and you see here we've got Prefer yep. and Van Pelt. So. Yeah. Can the Browns beat the Raiders and NFL health protocols? And that's the question, really. Because, you know, it gets tricky when you really... You can really get in the weeds with this stuff, Jeff, uh, with the the health protocols and the vaccination stuff and everything. Because, you know, J.C. Treader's letter rings loudly, you know, uh, hey, we incentivize these guys... To get vaccinated, the entire Browns team minus one player uh, is vaccinated, right? Correct. So they were supposed to be rewarded in this situation. Well, they rewarded the players by not testing them for a week. And what you're seeing with vaccinated players is stuff like with Odell Beckham Jr., right? So he played 
on Sunday night football or Monday night, whatever that was last yep, week, Monday. right? The, yeah. And then the next day was positive with COVID. You're not telling me that if he didn't have symptoms or, you know, if he's not asymptomatic, that he didn't know the night before, but because he's not tested every day, only once a week, because he's, you know, vaccinated, uh, that he just played and then the next day they tested him. You're telling me that kind of the same thing didn't happen with TJ Watt probably, right? Like, so, you know, teams have worked around this a little bit throughout the year. Well, the Browns kind of get the right of the deal here. They're all vaccinated. Well, they all practice together and hang out for a week before any of them know that any of the other ones are positive because they're all asymptomatic. And now everybody and their uncle has it, right? Right. So, uh, and none of them are really symptomatic. Uh, it's kind of yeah, the... My, my understanding is that there's not a single one, not a single Browns player who has tested positive who is symptomatic whatsoever. Like, they, no fevers, no, like, no, no outstanding cough or anything like that, which is just wild. So here's where things get really fishy for me, right, Jeff, okay? This blow, kind of blows my mind, right? So they're already 17 out Saturday. Yeah. Telling them at the owners' meetings, you know, they're not going to move the game. Browns were, this is from Kimberly A. Martin uh, on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Browns were initially told by the NFL this morning that only players and staffers who self-reported symptoms or were close contacts had to be tested. But during their afternoon practice was underway, the NFL told them to test all players and staff, regardless of status and symptoms. Okay, little too late, guys. They're already practicing together. That doesn't make any sense. Now, so one of the weird things there is that the NFL protocols, when the Browns got placed into the enhanced protocols, and it's sad that I remember all this to know way too the hell much about this. It's test every day. It's test every day before practice. Yes. Um, everybody in the building gets that um the media have to get it by the way who who um are reported we're, they're actually not allowed in there anymore either uh but uh yeah so so and that's a case of and you're not supposed to hold any practice until you get those test results back so either the nfl dropped the ball there or the browns dropped the ball there i one of one side there screwed that up um and i i don't know if it's the browns i don't know if it's the nfl um, I would like to give the benefit of the doubt to Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski and the crew, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. That's that's one of the reasons why I think that J.C. Treader has, I don't want to say he's changed course, but uh, the, the fact that he's really fighting and advocating for the players now, um, when, when he, you know, over the summer, he kind of had to toe the line a little bit more um, for, for the broader thing. Absolutely. I think he sent, I think he senses now, um, or he's being told and, and representing his constituency very well, which is what he's good at, uh, it, that that what what's going on here is shady. Like like the, the Browns and the Rams, you can't tell me that those who – the, the Rams just put their 24th and 25th players on the COVID reserve list this evening. Uh, they're supposed to play on Sunday. I don't know how they're going to field a team. Like, yeah. if you take that many players off and you add every single practice squad player – that doesn't equal 46 players that can be on their active roster. You're required to have 46 active players, and they, they won't get it um, unless they, they adapt to the new protocols and, and implement those quickly. But we were told that the, the the currently tested players who were on it were not grandfathered in for that. So I I oh, don't really? know how the – Yeah. I, that, for that the gonna, one – For guys who had been already on – COVID night on the COVID reserve list before they passed that thing today, which was, and that Pat, when the NFL sent out the memo that the changed that. So you only have to have two negative tests within the same day instead of on separate days. Okay. Um, players who were already on the list at that time did not qualify for that because they were on it under the old protocols and they did uh -huh. not grandfather them in is my understanding. I could be wrong on that. But that, uh, that also happened before Case Keenum and, and Grant Delpit were placed on it today. Uh, okay. it, it, it's a nightmare, man. It's, it's, it's impossible to keep track of all this. It really is. So, oh. yeah, I read somewhere, and I don't know if it's accurate. Obviously, the Browns, you know, maybe some of these guys are grandfathered into that old rule. Some of them are not. But either way, they will be testing basically furiously all the way up till Saturday 
just to try to get anybody they can with a negative test back on the field. Right. couple guys to watch for in that regard. Anthony Walker has been on since last week. They yeah. got Njoku back, who went out at the same time. So, uh, and of course, is Jamie Gillum back? I don't know. Um, okay. I've been I've been running around with my kids, so I don't I don't know okay. exactly on that. I haven't been online in a while. I don't think he is. I don't think he is yet. So those you know, Walker and Gillum are guys that you look at that potentially could, you know, maybe Yeah, they're get they're on the end of the ten day window. They went on right. la- early last week. Like we knew we knew pretty early on that they weren't gonna play. So Right. And and, and Anthony Walker would help a lot right now. At, at um, this point, everybody would help, but yeah, he he's yeah. a so, like he's a solid, smart veteran, and the way that the Raiders run the ball, they like to run between the tackles, and and Josh Jacobs is a guy who likes to start inside and then get outside. Anthony Walker is really good at getting guys like that as they start to try to get outside. That's that's what his specialty is in, in tackling. So yeah. he'd be a nice nice fit this week. Yeah. So this is a mess here. You're right. You know. It, the heightened protocols say you test every yeah. day. But yeah. if the league told them this, right, told right. them, you know, for whatever reason, like a reprieve, right, because they're at the owners' meetings. And, and a lot of people, you know, Jeff yesterday heard Stefanski talk on the radio, and they were like – and he got asked point blank about it, right? And yeah. he was like – they were like, what would you – they were like – I think it was Mary Kay might have asked – what would you like to see the league do or what would you like to see and he's like i you know what i want to see is the cleveland browns play well on saturday perfect stefanski answer right but a lot of people are angered because they're like you know he should be banging the table or, yeah. or whatever he wanted to advocate for himself and his team yeah. right i kind of spoke up and said or at least on twitter and i was on a show last night i said i don't think that's his job i think that's ownership's job i think that's jimmy haslam's job he's there at the owners meetings he needs to be standing on the table stomping his foot pounding the table this is this is not fair you know we did everything by the book like you guys asked and we're getting screwed because of it either move the game or change something now they have changed something but it doesn't really seem at this point like it's going to help a whole lot. No, not especially not with the game being Saturday. Like that that's just there's not enough time to change all that around. Uh it, they they can move the game to Monday uh possibly Tuesday, but then you're like I I believe the Browns play again on Christmas, don't they? Mm-hmm. And that that that's Saturday as well. So It makes for a short short week. That really uh, does, and that's that's that's, that's a suboptimal development. But yeah, I mean, maybe move that game off of Christmas. Although I think that's, you know, with with that being a, a big prominent television window, I don't know if they want to do that or not. So I yeah. it, there's there's a lot. There are so many different balls that are in the air right now, um, and uh, the, the the tweet that you have up from Kimberly Martin, they have absolutely no reason to doubt what she's reporting there. That, that no. the Browns were told that uh, only players and staffers who self-reported symptoms or close contacts had to be tested. That makes sense. Uh, but if they didn't do that, and I think that's where Baker Baker went off today, and yes. I think that's where his frustration was. Absolutely. I think it was, too, if you kind of read between the lines, because it's hard to tell what he's pissed about at first, but yeah, I think it's this, because it seems like okay the league may have reached out like hey we're going to give you a little bit of a reprieve here you know because everybody's vaccinated because you're up against it we're going to give you a reprieve only self-reports close contacts have to test today that should get you another 24 hours right maybe they get to the game even without testing again because they're all asymptomatic right right uh i don't know you know, there's those out there saying that if you're asymptomatic and everybody is on the team is vaccinated or everybody in the locker room at that point is vaccinated, then and we know that it can't really be contracted on the field. Then what's the point in holding guys right. out? Right. right. And that, that seems uh, to be the general argument that most players are taking now. And yes. I, I agree with their stance on that. Um, it, it's 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 tough to avoid the politics that go on around all this discussion, but I'll just say that it's a very interesting message that you send to tell everybody to get vaccinated that that's your only way to, to get you know some sense of normalcy, and then you get vaccinated, 
you're, you know, it does what it's supposed to do. It works. And then you say, well, we can't trust it. That's, that's not the messaging that you want to get out there for the people. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not working. Uh, yeah. Fix your messaging, whether it's the NFL or the CDC or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the constant mixed messaging is confusing the hell out of all of us. I think out of all of us, because it yeah. is confusing. It's confusing it for is. anyone because you take like this and you take that perspective that I just laid out, but you also take yeah. the perspective of, Hey, if somebody's carrying this right. and they go near an elderly person with a, yeah, uh, what if you got a kid at home? Compromise. Yeah, I mean, they're, and they're, you they're, pass there are... it to somebody that can't fight it off like an NFL right. player can. Well, there are reasons for them to to be safe. Uh, I, yes. I don't want to discount that. Like that, that yes. you got to be smart and prudent with this. Like, unless these guys are bubbling up and they're not bubbled, um, that that's quite clear. They they made they made it very clear that they didn't want to bubble like the NBA did last year in the WNBA. Um, and by the way, that didn't work all that well for them either, um, because dudes smuggled people in the, the bubble that's that's, that's yes. what happens i mean ladies of the night uh yeah taco bell <laughs> delivery people as well <laughs> there's some stories that came from that and, uh, I, I i don't know man i just i i don't know how they're going to play this game and have any of the discussion about the game be about the actual on the field product and i don't think that's good for the nfl and I hope that they come to the realization that they're probably better off not having that be the storyline. And instead, let's make sure that the players are safe because we got guys in here now that haven't practiced hard. They haven't gone at it. You got a ton of players that are inexperienced. That leads to guys injuries. That means the players being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Their technique isn't going to be as refined. And it's going to expose guys, guys that, that are on posters in kids' rooms to get more likely to get hurt and more likely not to finish the season. And that's the selling point that I think J.C. Treader was putting out there on behalf of the NFLPA. And I think, honestly, that's the best course of action that they can do with it. It's like you preach player safety all the time. That is your number one mantra. That's all we hear. Protect the shield, protect the players, make sure that they're as safe as possible. And then you do this, and you're, you're yeah. exposing guys who to, to unnecessary risk when you don't have to, that's, again, mixed messaging. Um, wh whether it's in, in, in the football side or the COVID side or whatever, it doesn't work. You can't do that. And I hope that the NFL realizes that. I hope – and you're right. They are at the owners' meeting. All these guys are together. Yes. Hopefully a, a Jerry Jones or somebody with some chutzpah stands up and says that. Um, and uh, like, like Jimmy Haslam can say it, but you know what? He's he's got a position where he's going to benefit from it. It needs to be somebody else. It needs to be somebody that doesn't have anything to gain or lose from the Cleveland Browns being in it. Jerry Jones is a perfect guy to do that. Um, yeah. Uh, Dan Snyder, maybe he wants to deflect something from all of his peccadillos owning Washington football team or something like that. Or um, you know, hey, Arthur Washington Blank from from Atlanta. You know that. that yeah. Well, yeah. Washington Washington's cut a, a ton out too. I think they have seventeen. Yeah, they're on, up, on their own, close to twenty now. Um, yeah, they're they're down to their fifth string center, who is a plus size underwear model for his day job. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> his name is That's... John Tothy. It came out of Kentucky. He's a uh, he he pays the bills um, when he was on the practice squad by being a plus size model. Oh wow. Great fact. The, the fun yeah, things you learn. Yes. The great fun fact there from you. Uh, so, you know, the more I look at this laugh, tweet. Man. You just got to <laughs> laugh. You got to laugh to keep from crying, right? Yeah. What do you say? I think that's what John Johnson tweeted out today, actually. something. Oh, did that. he really? Yeah, like, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm laughing so I don't cry. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. It's, it's, uh, it's crazy. So the more I look at this, though, it's like, oh, maybe they thought they were giving him a reprieve. But as the day went on, they were kind of like, well, wait a minute. We can't do this. This isn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we got to go by the letter of the law. And they changed it up on him, which really screwed him over because they had practiced together at that point. So right. who knows what tests would look like tomorrow if they have to test tomorrow. I don't know if they do or not. I'm assuming they would. I can't fathom them anybody coming to the building, honestly. Like, normally the day before a game is an off day 
where you're just going through like a walkthrough, you know, meetings. Obviously, the meetings have to be held virtually now um, unless yeah. you hold them outside. I don't think anybody wants to be outside tomorrow in, in Northeast Ohio. So uh, I don't know if, if they're going to get can... more... T- I don't know yeah. if you're going to get more testing in unless it's guys who are already on the COVID list trying to test to prove that they're negative. I think you'll have a lot of that. Yeah, um, I, I agree. <laughs> but I think that anybody that hasn't tested positive, I, I agree. I think you would just say stay away from yeah. the building. If, we, if that means we don't have to test you, then stay away, right? Um, right. Here is the, uh, here's Justina Anderson later on, you know, I'm told personnel were informed that the Browns player positives are Case Keenum, Grant Delpit, AJ Green, Ronnie Harrison, Jacob Phillips. This was a brutal, uh, you know, of all the people yesterday, but this, this layer of players, including your quarterback was just absolutely brutal. Cause now you don't have any safeties, right? Right. Uh, you're out Delpit, Harrison, and John Johnson. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Jacob Phillips, who I thought played pretty well last week in his debut back from his injury, uh, yeah. gone. Uh, and A.J. Green, who I thought you could really maybe use here. And then, you know, you find out also Greg Newsom is out, still concussion protocol. So the secondary suddenly, where we thought maybe the defense was going to be all right, suddenly the secondary is super thin, right? Uh, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Here is uh, Hayden Grove. Uh, Browns are going to start testing like crazy for the next 24 hours. Asymptomatic vaccinated players now need just one negative test to return to the team. Good. That is that wrong? No, I think that's right. Okay. I, I'm going to uh, trust Hayden on that. He, he yeah. knows what he's doing. He's no, he knows what's up. Okay. They haven't ruled anyone on the COVID-19 list out for the game yet for a reason, is his point there. So uh, that makes sense. Uh, So 24 hours here, uh, 48, you know, 40 hours, 36 hours, whatever it is, you're going to test these guys. If they can get a negative, hey, maybe they'll get a couple of false negatives or something, right? And uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's that's the hope, man. <laughs> that's the hope. All right, so let's uh, let me bring this down here for a second, uh, and let's talk about a couple of position groups real quick here, Jeff. Before we go, uh, all right. Well, let's talk about the offense first. What what are your thoughts yeah. offensively here? You know, first, a lot of people made a big kind of concern, and I listened to, like, PFF's breakdown of the game, and this was before today and stuff, and a lot of people were making a big deal out of the offensive line. For me, I don't feel so bad about the offensive line because Dunn, Hans, Hudson, hey, man, those guys could be starting a lot of places, in my opinion. They, uh, I was pleasantly surprised at how James Hudson played last week. I really was. I was expecting him, like in the preseason, dude, he was rough, man. It, it was scary. Yeah. He, he, he validated why they started him last week. Uh, and now, now the Raiders, they got a good defensive front. That's the best part of their team. Yeah, so Max Crosby that, that, leads that the league in pressures. Yeah, yeah, dude, dude can get it on. Uh, he, he's a good player and he's versatile too. He can win with power or speed. Um, mm-hmm. And we've we've seen Hudson handle speed okay, but like guys that can get into his hats, they're just eating him up. He did a better job of that last week, so I'm I'm not going to say that I'm comfortable with it, but I'm I'm feeling better about it than I normally would have been than I was a week ago. So okay, um, yeah, yeah, and and the, just the way. This is a game. It looks like the weather's going to be rough. Um, you know, some some wind, some rain, uh, because that's the only way that the Raiders come to Cleveland. That's that's what happens. Um, remember the, the hurricane last year. Yeah. You, know, you, you got Nick Chubb. You got Dearness Johnson. No Kareem Hunt. Okay, all right. I, you're better with him, but you know, Dear, Dearness is a fully capable starting running back. He happens to be your number three. You can run the ball forty times. The Raiders' run defense, especially if you get past the first tackler is not good they got problems so like and and the way that that that, uh bill callahan has the line the scheme the the way it's set up the spacing that they do and i think they're pretty good at it they they can be capable they they can run this ball nick chubb it's only going to take one or two now now i i i thought of this mentally in the rolodex when when i thought the defense was going to be more intact 
I think this is a game where the the Raiders are not going to score more than two or three times. And the key will be make sure that at least one of those is a field goal and not a touchdown. And like in that case, then you can have Chubb run 35 times for 160 yards and two touchdowns. And Dearness maybe get, you know, 10 to 15 carries for another 50. And that, that's a viable game plan. Now that your defense is going to be, you know, toast and and who knows who's going to be out there, that ha- that has to change a little bit. You're going to have to throw the ball because you have to assume that that your defense isn't going to be intact. It's not going to be able to be as effective as what you expected it to be. Look, the Raiders' offense is wretched lately. It's a bottom five offense since they fired Gruden. It's a bottom three offense if you take out the one game that they had where they scored thirty. Um, it was like three weeks ago. Um, the, the, they're bad. Dallas. Yeah, the Dallas game that scored. They was Dallas. Yeah, it was like 36-33. Beyond that, I, th- I think they've scored nine points three games in a row. That's that's right. Yep. That's so, exactly right. Yeah. I mean, th- this is not a good football team. They, they are playing for an interim coach who knows that he's not going to be the head coach. They are, you know, rudderless for lack of a better word and like they do have some talent i mean they got some players on this team that that aren't bad on both sides of the ball but they know look they've lost six or seven they know it's not going to happen for them that's that and that might be what the what a lot of the frustration is is because we look around the afc north and all four teams are still in it um pittsburgh could could fall off this weekend and that wouldn't surprise anybody but this is the only game that any team in the AFC North has on the remaining schedule against a team that's currently below 500. Like this is the Browns. This is their golden opportunity to, to rise up. Um, and and with the Ravens playing the Packers, like the, again, Browns win this game. Ravens lose. Browns are in first place. Yeah. And that I, I think the, the the magnitude and the enormity of what that can be for this game is why we're all just like, ah, no, you know? <laughs> You're exactly right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's exactly what it is. Uh, it's their only reprieve here before a really tough three-game yeah. set down the stretch. They, they've put themselves in position where they control their own destiny again, and now this happens, right? Very frustrating. Um Offensive line, uh, like you said, but I think Callahan can put together a plan that you can repeat. You know, we've seen before him get guys ready on a one-game basis with Hanson Dunn last year when they needed them in similar situations. But now you're talking about three out of five guys, so it's a little uh, obviously a lot different. Yeah. Um, so who knows? Mullins, uh, you know, he he's gonna have to throw it a little bit. You get your tight ends mm-hmm. back, which is huge. You get Njoku back, Bryant back, uh, and you'll have Maybe you go, uh, you go you go you go twenty three personnel, no wide receivers. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> go old school, uh, nineteen forty six all over again. We're back in the AAFC. Uh, the nice thing here for the Raiders is no Trayvon Mullen, no Waller. Thank goodness. Uh, yes. And and no Perriman, uh, their leading tackler on defense. So, yep. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know, that sort of evens it out. Not really. It's three versus like 20, but either way, they're, you know, at least they're not full strength, right? We'll uh, take anything we can get. Anything we can get. Um, you know, so offensively, you got to think run the ball. You got to think like the core of this scheme, right? Like the go to, I, I would like to see them just the, what this scheme is. You have to take it to the core because fundamentally, the core of this scheme running the ball, play action, bootlegs, scheming open, a couple tight ends for easy passes here and there. You know, the core of what this scheme is at its very base, I think, could beat the Raiders. So if you stick I to agree. that, very firmly run 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 play action 
play action boot, you know, uh, that through, you know, stick to that. I think you could do okay. Uh, and, Mullins and, and, can run, by the way, and he can throw yeah. on the run a little bit. He's 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 got some mobility to him, so that 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 does open the bootleg up, where you know yeah. maybe he can he can be some Josh Allen a little bit and and yeah. run the ball for you know on a third and nine he can pick up eleven with his feet. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, so that's offensively kind of where I'm at with things, and we'll see what they put together. Obviously, Alex Van Pelt calling plays. I think everybody's really disappointed they get didn't get to see old case play, but <laughs> I know uh, I am. All, I wanted to see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's. Uh, all right, you're watching all eyes on Cleveland. Jeff Risden, uh, friend of show, uh, scholar, gentleman, uh, football extraordinaire uh, of uh, <laughs> USA Today Sports Media Group, the Lions Wire, the Browns Wire, and Real GM joining me tonight to talk about all of this mess, try to make some sense of it. Let's go to the defense side of the ball real quickly. So here's here's what I have written down, and I scratched this down before we started yeah. here. Here's my uh, okay. Here's my nickel uh, base defense with what they have left. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Miles, obviously Malik Jackson. I think probably either Elliott or Day, right uh, next right. to him, and yeah. then uh, JD Clowney on the yeah. other side. So you're you're okay up there. Uh, Ward and Greedy outside. And then I think you're probably going to see, even though he's played safety, we're going to have to introduce our favorite guy back into the nickel. Mr. MJ Stewart, Mr. MJ Stewart, uh, just (laughs) when I thought they was out, what is this, when I thought I was out, he pulls me back in. Pulling me back in. All right. More MJ Stewart in our lives, uh, probably, certainly. What the heck? Right, I I would guess right at nickel. I, I think that's all they have left there. You can do that. Yeah, you can do that. This is this is a game where maybe um well Jacob Phillips would would be good at it, but this is a game where where JOK could possibly play safety for you, um especially if Walker can get back on the field. Maybe Mac Wilson can play. Oh God, I, I can't. I, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't say that with a straight face. Um, maybe <laughs> Mac Wilson will play more. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I I, I would back. like to play better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would like to see. You know, I have it at linebacker, obviously JOK, and mm-hmm. and then I have Malcolm Smith. I think in a situation Malcolm's like right. yeah. this, uh, I think you maybe lean a little bit more on Malcolm because of his experience. He's had a couple really good games this year. Who knows? You know, of course, you'll get some sprinkled in Sioni Taki Tak. Linebacker's not really the problem at this point, no, right? No. So, it might, uh, might be the strength of your defense, which is right. Neat. Yeah, it, which is not good. <laughs> uh, the the uh, then you get to safety where you're really in trouble. But I would think that if they were going to start two guys back there, it probably would be LeCount and Moffitt. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I'm not sure they have any other choice on that. I'm trying to look at who's on their practice squad here and and who yeah, is. Uh, and T- Tedrick Thompson is there. I mean, yeah, yeah, they he, just brought he, him he, back. He's he's kind of a ball hawk. Um, he can't yeah. cover, but he's good. He's opportunistic. Um, he's still got Brian Allen back there. On he he's kind of a he's a bigger corner that maybe could fill in at at, at safety for you. I don't know, man. That. I got and, the roster uh, right here. Yeah, here Herb go. Miller. Herb Miller's back. I'm not. Not a Herb, Herb yeah, fan. he's a corner more of. Yeah, he right. is. Yeah, he is. And looks like I don't think any of their linebackers that are on the practice squad are healthy. So that that sort of takes that out. Yeah, yeah. They're in a rough spot there, man. Um, this is the. Uh... This is maybe a week where you play four four three, and you dare Derek Carr to throw in the. 20 to 40 mile an hour winds that are going to be out there with the dilapidated receiving core that they've got not without his best receiver. Um, maybe, maybe yeah. that's, maybe that's your best plan of attack. Um, just you know, doing this on the back of a cocktail napkin, you know, that, that, that yeah. might be what you have to do. <laughs> you know, as you look through this, I just think, you know, you're right. You know, they've got Allen and, and Herb Miller is already up on the roster. Yeah, uh, Tedrick Thompson, Tedrick or Tedrick. I've always yeah. liked him, too. Um, I saw him he, pick off two passes in a game at Michigan several years ago when he was in college. 
<laughs> yeah, and he played. Uh, I think he started some games. Was it for the? Um, was it for Kansas City? He was with. Yes, he was with the Chiefs. Yeah. Fourth, fourth so, round pick, I want to say. So yeah, I mean he's yeah. he's he's not without some experience and ability. Obviously, he's on the practice squad and hasn't been picked up elsewhere for a reason. He's been around for a while, but yeah, it's not like you're picking a guy off of somebody else's practice squad who's never played before. That's that's what you really want to avoid at this point. You want to get somebody in who's like not going to be overwhelmed by the fact that they're, oh, my God, I'm playing in an NFL game. This is awesome. Oh, my God, what's going to happen? I don't know. Um, I, I want somebody who's been on the field before in a regular season game. I don't, I don't yeah. need that freak-out factor. This Nate Meadows kid has been on the practice squad, but he got COVID as well. He did. Um, yeah. So, you Jeez. know, I think, you know, with Moffitt, the way he stepped in, I think was it last year or two years ago, they, they pulled was... him – they pulled him back. I mean, he's been with the organization for a long time. He has been. for a couple of years, and they keep pulling him back when they need him. So I think he probably knows the scheme better than these guys. You know, MJ Stewart has converted to safety, so maybe he plays safety, and maybe you move somebody else in at the nickel. But I don't know who that would be unless it's Herb, or I doubt Brian Il- Brian Allen at six three is going to be real good on interior. Yeah, and and his problem is is that he's unchanged directions well on the outside, so I don't think that moving right. him inside is all that well. Hey, wide oh, receiver, yeah, yeah, yeah. you still have Higgins and Donovan Peoples Jones. The 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 issue isn't really that; it's that you know can Mullins get him the ball right? Um, right. Yeah, he's Demetrius. not the most accurate guy. Um, this is a game where you could run some screens to Felton, have him. Uh, he's, You'd he's like got, to see him use Felton a little bit more. He's in the dog. He's kind of been in the doghouse, I think. He, and, it, and if you watch the all twenty-two, it's pretty easy to see why because he's not where he needs to be when he needs to be there in the passing game a yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. unfortunate. Yep, so that's kind of where we stand uh, tonight. Uh, offense, defense, Moffitt. Uh, you'd think that, you know, LeCount, they drafted Step up, him. rookie. Hey, man, you, you, this yeah. is your opportunity to shine. Yeah. I, like, we went through this with Detroit last weekend because the Lions played um, without seven players, um, including a lot of starters. And you know <clears> what? <throat> Craig Reynolds came off the practice squad and ran for 83 yards on 11 carries. They got pretty solid play for a half out of one of their offensive linemen, um, an undrafted rookie who'd never suited up before. Like they can rise up a little bit and and it is an opportunity for some of those guys to be like, Hey man, this is, this is my shot. Like this is my childhood dream. I, I got a chance to prove that I belong on this roster. And if it's not in Cleveland that I can play somewhere else next year, this is my audition tape. Like uh, and, and I like that aspect, and I like that for guys, but I just don't like it for 16 guys on the same team at the same time. <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so the line, you know, on this game, we'll kind of end on this. The line on this game, it's the lowest total I think I've seen. 39 and a half it was yesterday, and that was before. I don't think I've seen anything in the 30s, except this week there's another game in the 30s. Can you guess which one that is? Well, it's got to be the Jaguars and the and the Texans. <laughs> yes. Yes. Good call. That game. That game's going to be fun with no Urban Meyer. Yeah, prison uh, inmate game. Oh, speaking of Urban Meyer, I wanted to to show this real quickly because it made me laugh out loud. Oh, today. please do, please do. Um, I don't like Urban Meyer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess a lot of people were were reading today. I'll tell this first. I was listening to, once again, to the PFF podcast before I came on here. And I, and I don't want to steal anybody's content. So, But they were talking about radio stations today uh, reading excerpts from his book on leadership. Because you know he wrote the book. He wrote a book on leadership, right? Yes, and, yes, uh, yes, he did. It was, it did. It was like a bestseller, you know. Uh, you know oh, and yeah. uh, it did really well, but you know now it's kind of a laughing. So they're reading excerpts on that, you know, when you kick the kicker and all that stuff. So uh, how you gonna but, kick your kicker? All right, you've seen you've seen Friday before, right, Jeff? Yes, many times. Okay, all right, all right. How are you gonna get fired on your day off? Oh, hold on. You, nobody can see that but me. Oh, no, sorry. I can't see Come it. on. There we go. There it is. <laughs> 
Come on, Craig. <laughs> the fuck you stealing boxes for? <laughs> so that made me oh, laugh out loud. Uh, courtesy of NFL memes. Uh, they've been on fire this week. They've they've had they've had some real good ones. Look at his face. It's so good. So I enjoyed that a great deal when I saw that today. Um, no. Herb, it, it could could possibly be worse. You could have had could, Urban Meyer. It could as your be worse. Could be worse uh, for sure. So um, that's that's that, Jeff. Any uh, yeah. parting? Uh, oh, the line. I was talking about the line. The line yeah. started at at six for the Browns, which I thought was a bit of an overextension uh, for the Browns. But they made up for that. Now I think they're a point favorite or a dog. That may have even changed. I, I think. I think. I think it's one point five for the Raiders now. Um, was the last sure I saw, which was this morning. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I like if you're betting on this game, seriously, seek help. Like with all the unknown variables <laughs> on this, unless you're getting like a sweetheart deal from your guy, like. Maybe maybe reevaluate your betting to. principles. Yeah, maybe, maybe just in, instead of dropping the twenty to your bookie, maybe, maybe give it to a needy family um, because they're, they're probably going to have better use for it than you do at this point. Good it's thoughts. Christmas time. Think of others, people. <laughs> Good thoughts. Uh, you know, they a couple sports books pulled this game down when Good. the when it started to happen, uh, obviously because. They didn't want people taking the six. Yeah. <laughs> the six uh, points and the Raiders uh, minus 20 or uh, with the That's 20 player. Money. Yeah, with a 20 player uh, advantage. Uh, but let's see where we're at here. Let me look real quickly and see if it's changed at all. Las Vegas at Cleveland. Las Vegas by four. Wow. That's a and 10 point swing. And the over-under has dropped even further to 37 and a half. Uh, wow. So that, whether, that is them, that's them predicting a 20, what, 21 to... 20 to 17. 20, yeah, 20 to 17, 21 to 16 type of game. Yep. That's crazy. Uh, which is probably pretty accurate. Uh, but I'll, yeah, although given the weather and the attrition on it, man, it, it they, yeah, 39 they, they're, degrees. They're, yeah, they're 10 in mile per weekend. hour winds, 100% chance of precipitation. So this, I think. That's not a fun day to sit in the middle of Lake Erie. <laughs> no. But I think that helps the Browns, right? Like if yes, you're the Browns. You want to muck this game up, right? You want this to be as ugly as ugly can get because that's your best chance to win, I think. Yeah, absolutely it is. For sure. Yeah. And, and again, like, like we talked about, lean on your run game. Let let your inexperienced offensive linemen get their feet wet by going and punching the guy across from him in the mouth instead of worrying yeah. about what you're going to do to him on the pass rush. And you got Nick Chubb. You got Dearness Johnson. You, got, you do have your fullbacks. At least I think they have their fullbacks. I can't keep track, but they, use those guys. Use your yeah. tight ends. Like they do, they have Stanton and Janovich. Okay. I think they, sh- they, they should both be active. Yeah. You know, Stanton is your emergency quarterback. He did play quarterback at UNLV or UTEP. He probably will be the emergency quarterback. Actually, yeah. that makes sense. Wow. Unfortunately, that's, uh, that's gonna so, be, it's it's going to be an yeah. adventure, Brad. I'm looking forward to it in a weird do way. You, I mean, what kind of percentage do you give them a chance to pull this out? It's really hard to break down. We don't know what we're going to see. Yeah, it is, uh, I, I just think that the Raiders are so bad. And, like, this okay. is one of those like, – like, if you're the Browns and you go – like, look, put yourself in the Raiders' shoes. You come into this with all this going on and you're losing 10-3 – like, are you are you, are you really going to be like I, battle it out? Yeah, like it ain't ha- like you don't have your coach, you don't have your best player on offense. You're, you, one of your, your best wide one of your best wide receivers is in prison. Like you got you got serious issues. You've got a serious doubt. I do think that if the Browns can come out and, and grind out a you know eleven play seventy yard drive with Chubb running in from thirteen yards out, that might be all it takes. Um, it changes and, and, things, and, yeah. and they can do that. I it's just really tough to predict that. So I, I'm going to say like 
like 35 to 40 percent chance that the Browns can do this, even as it is right now. Um, and and uh, some uh, of that's a reflection on the Raiders more than it is the Browns. Yeah, I'm with you. Just because I think, you know, they could kind of like I said before, they could really go to the core of this offense. And if they keep it simple and let them make the mistakes, which the Browns yep. have had a hard time doing. But if you let the Raiders make the mistakes, play sound football, stick to that, you know, stick to your basic stuff that you do well run play action don't give mullins too much to work on with you know scheme open a couple throws for him uh get the ball down the field one good drive early could change the momentum of this thing and then you know your defense you know you you do have Clowney and garrett against a terrible offensive line for the most part so they're 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 terrible brad right they're they're awful (laughs) <laughs> right. So, the, you know, take advantage of the position, the, the areas that you can. And if you do that, you know, I agree. 35, 40% chance. I'll take it in this situation, right? It, uh, it's, it's the it's making the best of what we got. You know, th- this is where we're going to see how well Kevin Stefanski can coach from afar, how well Mike Prefer can coach from, from, from a near. Right. Um, they, they've done this before. That's the other reason why I have a little bit of confidence. No team has gone through this the way that the Browns have and come out the other side in the past. They will have some confidence that, like, hey, guys, we did this. Like, we, yeah. we, we can do this. Like, it's not going to be easy, but if we if we all get together and, and throw every cliche into the book, it can work. Like, yeah. don't expect it to, but it, it can. It, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if they did it. It wouldn't surprise me if they won this game 25 to nothing, honestly. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> if you get – if you step on if you step on their throat a little bit, it's not like yep. they're gonna fight. They're to get not. Up, they are they're not, not gonna get up. They won't. Yep. Nope. Good stuff, Jeff. You're fantastic as always. I'm gonna we're gonna play a little bit with the playoff machine like we always do here on the show. But I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go to your family, sir. Enjoy your evening and uh, thank you for your time. You're always fantastic, Jeff Risen of the Browns Wire. Uh, he is the managing editor of the Lions Wire. Yep been a rough year over there i'm sure uh, uh, i i really need some goodness um i as you see i am wearing a Cavs hat i am a huge Cavs fan and it saddens me that okoro is on the covid list there but the Cavs have given me intense joy this year and i am really really loving it so go Cavs! <laughs> they are a lot of fun to watch yes they, they are they certainly are uh they everything that's wrong with uh, every other team in this town the Cavs has right right now so Thank God. All right. Take care, Brad. Thank you so much. You too, Jeff. Jeff Risden, uh, they're spending a uh, good 40, wow, 48 minutes. Sorry, Jeff. Didn't mean to keep you so long, buddy. (laughs) J-Puff in the chat, my man, Uh, gentleman, scholar, J-Puff in the chat. Good looking out there, J-Puff. Uh, yes, the Browns will find a way. Let's uh, let's go to as this is back by popular demand from last week. The uh, New York Times playoff machine. We're calling it now. Fire up the playoff machine. Take a look at that, ladies and gentlemen. Thirty-seven percent. The Browns have jumped. Uh, 12, 13% from last week, 37% chance to make the playoffs, 22% chance to host a wild card, 15 to get the wild card, 63 to be out. Uh, now, there is a game going on, probably it's underway now, yeah, it's almost 9 o'clock, so yeah, it's underway. Let's take a look at that. Chiefs, Chargers, uh, I told you we were big Chiefs fans, right, uh, the rest of the way. Need the Chiefs in this one. See how that changes the Browns' outcome, if it does at all, if the Chiefs were to win tonight. Gives the Browns a little bump, maybe. 40%. Come on, 40. 39. So, Chiefs win tonight. Gives you a little bump. Uh, Up into the uh, 39 percentile. Uh, we'll take that away, though, and go back and focus at what, uh, once again, we're going to show here, you know, that's, that's going to end up back at 37%, probably, I, I believe. Uh, and then what we're going to do, of course, is take a look at our Browns games here. 
down the stretch. Did I hit something different? Why does it say 49% now? Yeah, weird. All right, so if the Browns win against the Raiders, let's see where we end up. Uh, based on, it's like 17,000 simulations, they usually end up between a couple of, So that would get the Browns over 50% if they could find a way to beat the Raiders. Uh, I have the Browns losing to the Packers. Which would bring them back down to where somewhere around where they are now, it looks like. Uh, just below that, 35%. But here we go now. The playoff machine. Uh, Browns beat the Steelers. Monday night football. If this happens, I will tell you now, it takes the Browns to 59% chance to get in, 37% chance to host the wild card. Uh, but if this happens, I believe that this final game here would determine, as you see how it's glowing oh so brightly here, uh, worse and better, that this game then uh, would determine the division, I'm going to guess here, is what they have, uh, since it's 59% chance Browns uh, get in at this point. Uh, and... Uh, if a you're gonna see here, we'll, it'll tell us here in a second. But this game, more than likely, if the Browns found a way to beat the Raiders, lost to the Packers, beat the Steelers, um, this game is gonna more than likely, I would bet, gets flexed to Sunday night. So you're gonna go Monday night, Sunday night. I bet this gets flexed to Sunday night because it's probably gonna be. Uh, basically your version of the AFC North championship game. Bengals win and they're in. If the Browns win, they're in. If the Browns were to win, this should take the Browns somewhere uh, in the high 90 percentile. The the four per- 96% chance to get in and, and 70% chance to host a wild card. So more than likely... If the Browns were to win the three out of four, they would win the North is where we're at with this point with the uh, uh, firing this up. 70% chance they win the North at that point. Uh, Once again, games that matter a lot. uh, Go Patriots against the Colts this weekend. For sure. Obviously, a very big one. Packers, Ravens, go Pack, go, right? Uh, That game combined with what we did already would give uh, the Browns a 99% chance to be in the playoffs. So if the Packers were to beat... Let's get rid of this. If the Packers were to beat uh, the Ravens, and the Browns were to win three out of four, including this game, it would be 98% chance they get in, 80% chance they host a wild card. It's really all you need to know there, right? Uh, At this point, um, you also have this Rams-Ravens game, which I like the Rams a lot in. Of course, that's going to get the Browns to... So if the if the Ravens somehow were to lose two games, if you notice here, uh, and those of you listening to the podcast, I'll lay it out for you. But if the Ravens were to lose to the Rams and the Packers down the stretch, and say they win win the rest, the Browns were to win three out of four, uh, and the loss has to be against Green Bay, they would win the division. So 99%, uh, pardon me, 100% chance if the Ravens lose to the Packers and the Rams in Week 17 and the Browns win 3 out of 4 losing to the Packers themselves, they would 100% make the playoffs and 100% host a wild card. So really, uh, and even if you take away the Rams game, like, you know, this still is going to... The Browns are still going to be high 90 percentages all the way through here. So they really control their own destiny at this point. Even if the Ravens beat the Rams, 97% chance 
you know, to get in the playoffs, still 70% chance to host a wild card. Uh, so, you you know, you I like the Packers over the Ravens this weekend. Uh, you know, even with, uh, especially with, you know, today, not even Lamar not practicing. So, uh, I'll definitely like that one. Although, Huntley was surprisingly good. So there is this week's version of the playoff machine. You gotta like what you see, ladies and gentlemen. You gotta like your chances. Uh, if, if big if here, big if the Browns can somehow find a way to overcome the health protocols, the um, the COVID outbreak that they are going through, if they could somehow find a way to overcome that uh, and beat the Raiders this weekend, which, you know, I still give them a fair chance to do, although I wish they would move the game. I honestly think they won't move the game, not because of money this weekend, because they would have to change the Christmas Day game, which is Packers-Browns on Christmas is going to get a lot of eyes, and I don't think they want to move that at any cost and if you move this game to monday or whatever if even that would make a difference first of all i don't know that's probably point one that they're making in in the room the nfl will it even make a difference will we even get any negative tests by monday we don't know there's no guarantee that moving it to monday makes any difference um or minimal difference right if if you don't uh, if you do move it to Monday, you do have, probably end up having to move the game off of Christmas. If not, once again, you're, you're running into player safety issues um, and compounding the player safety issues you're going through with the health protocols already. Uh, so if you move that game off of Christmas, you're losing... Big, big-time viewership there on Christmas where the Packers and the Browns play. So, Browns control their own destiny, though. That's what we learned from the playoff machine once again. Uh, and really, uh, it comes down to them finding a way to win this game. Hope for high winds. Hope for, you know, it's a 100% chance of win right, uh, rain right now. Hope for lots of rain, sleet sideways, everything you can throw at it throw at the game muck it up make it ugly run with nick chubb uh garrett Clowney have spectacular games somebody step up in the secondary turnover Derek carr and maybe you pull out a win in this one like jeff said jumping a long sustained drive early with the run game i don't foresee this Raiders team without their coach, without a lot of their their best player, without a lot of you know, having lost 5 of 6 has a ton of heart in this game. So maybe if you jump on them early, you could get them to fold. And I think that's kind of what Jeff was saying too and I think that's a reasonable hope. So um, thanks for watching again. This is All Eyes on Cleveland. Hit the like button. Hit subscribe. Hope you enjoyed tonight's show. Jeff was fantastic. The playoff machine, fun as always. Thanks to New York Times. Uh, Discover that fun little ditty there. Uh, hope you enjoyed the um, picture of uh, Herb. Urban Meyer. Give you a chuckle. Um, give you a chuckle on your way out or, you know, get through this tough times with the uh, health protocols and the Browns. Gotta laugh to keep from crying, but this this will make you laugh, right? And with that, uh, we're going to get out of here. Thanks to Mikey on the ones and twos. My name is Brad Ward. I'm the host of All Eyes on Cleveland. Uh, like, subscribe. Go to the description below. Go check out the website. It's pretty cool. You can check out uh, podcast form uh, of all of our shows, which is found where all pop popular podcasts are found, as well as... Uh, you can subscribe for the newsletter for free. Uh, all kinds of cool stuff uh, at the website, uh, including become a member if you want. Support the cause. Uh, we do uh, lots of work here, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, as we went over 150,000 views on YouTube this week. 
So working our way towards 2,000 subscribers. Thanks to everybody who watches, uh, contributes, and supports. Uh, big thanks to Mikey. Go Browns! They can, they can pull this one out, baby. They can do it. Have faith. Have a little faith. Uh, for Mikey on the ones and twos, my name is Brad Ward. And with that...